With our previous remote, you could only aim it in a 10 degree angle of interpretation. But we've improved upon that by a factor of 36. We call it the Apple Remote 360. Welcome to Tech Down, the weekly podcast discussing technology and other nerd-related topics. My name is Aaron, and I am joined by my brother Adam. Adam, how are you doing this week? I am doing fantastic this week. How are you doing, Aaron? It's awesome. I actually just had a fantastic Easter weekend at your house. Well, you didn't spend the entire weekend with me, only part of it, but I'm glad you had a good time. Thank you. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, The comp family gathered together at uh, your place on Sunday. We had an awesome Easter egg hunt, ate some uh, really good food, um, enjoyed a lot of people's company, and then played a little bit of ping pong. It's always really nice to have people over to your house because it's an opportunity to clean everything very thoroughly. And then you can reap that benefit for a couple of weeks after everybody has left. So it worked out really well for me. Yeah, it works out really well for the spring cleaning sort of uh, thing. So I'm I'm glad to uh, have given you the occasion. Thanks for having us over. Plus, you know, we had a good time and it was good to see the family, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, what was your favorite part of coming over for Easter? Was it the ping pong? Uh, I did enjoy playing ping pong against some people that I normally don't get to. That was really fun. It's always cool to see uh, other people's play styles or even that they play at all, which was uh, uh, fun to find out. Mm -hmm. My favorite part, I think I'm going to have to say uh, you, of course, have your uh, lovable dog, Izzy, and our mother has a little dog named Jackson, and this was the first opportunity they had to meet over at your place. So it was really fun uh, seeing Izzy get a new friend. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Having a playmate, they ran around for like, five, it seemed like five or ten minutes straight, just running in circles around the ping pong table in the basement. Yeah, and Jackson is a little dog, so that really takes it out of him. And speaking of taking it out of Jackson, Izzy is a girl dog and Jackson is a boy dog, and Izzy is as you say, about twice as tall as Jackson. And Jackson was constantly trying to hump Izzy's leg because that's as good as he could do. Yeah, he doesn't even reach (laughs) halfway up those legs. (laughs) Nope. He was undeterred, though. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. It's always cool, too. It's just me and my wife right now until we have our son in the house. I guess we have the animals, but it seems like we have a really big house until we have like 10 or 12 people over. Then it seems quite a bit smaller. Yeah, and then you realize just how few chairs there are. I know. <laughs> Did you do? Do I need to buy more chairs? No, you're fine. Gotcha. Hey, I have a little bit of follow up from last week. Ooh, okay, yeah, lay it on me. Some fu. All right, well, fu too. Did you listen to the latest episode of the talk show yet? Um, you know, I I think I've listened to all of like five minutes of it. I have a routine. I listen to the new Accidental Tech podcast and then the new talk show, and they Mm -hmm. come out right around the same time, and I've been slacking over the weekend. Well, then did you... So I haven't listened to the whole talk show yet, but I follow John Gruber on Periscope, and I saw that he actually stole our idea, our great idea from last week of Periscoping a podcast recording. Such a good idea. Did you see that, or did you hear it? 
Uh, I did see that. I saw both John and his co-host, Ben Thompson, over the last week. Uh, they were doing their periscopes, and it was I, – I think I did tune in to Ben Thompson's when they were recording just for a few moments, and that was definitely the thought I had that we should have trademarked that idea. Yeah. Do you follow Ben Thompson on Twitter? Uh, yeah. And so that's how you were able to find him on Periscope. Got it. Okay. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I think I followed him for a while, but he tweeted too much stuff for me as a completionist. Yeah, well, Ben Thompson sends out a daily update at the end of the day because he is such a prolific writer. So yeah, I, uh, the definitely uh, there's a uh, huge amount of content coming out of that Twitter account, which if you wanted to follow at home is at Ben Thompson. Yes. Uh, and I, I liked his tweets. There were just too many of them. The volume of them. That was the problem. Yeah, exactly. But it was cool seeing kind of John's setup and seeing what his equipment looked like and getting one side of his conversation. He had a, a shot at his computer screen for a little while, and it was kind of neat seeing him try to... I don't know if he had used Periscope in the past, but he was kind of trying to make sense of it all. Oh, he was like he was giving live impressions of it or like yeah. failing to navigate around it? I mean, there's not much navigating after you've started a periscope, but he was commenting on the hearts. Yeah, I wouldn't and... know, actually. Still have not committed to my first periscope. Jeez, man, you gotta, gotta, gotta commit. I know. I'm there's nothing for the like next, it. I'm waiting for the next live streaming app. I'm sure it's right around the corner. I was actually periscoping the pre-show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which in case you missed it in case you're not one of the four people that joined it before i quit it was me sitting in my chair waiting for aaron to get on skype and then my cat jumped onto my lap and so i was just petting her and i'm like this seems like a good thing to periscope absolutely get some, some cheap hearts yeah i even tuned in for a minute yeah that's how you let me know that you were ready to tech them <laughs> We've got a system in place now. I think that it works pretty well. Yeah, it involves live streaming. I send a certain amount of hearts to your live stream when I'm mm -hmm. ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that was that was great. If you wish to check out that moment in time, that's possible, I think. Wait, did we figure out if periscopes are recorded, like, forever or if it's a time-based thing? Dude, it's weird. So it definitely seems like it's not complete like they have some features that they need to implement but if you have let me get this right if you have watched a stream it will show up in a list of recently watched videos that you can go back to for a certain period of time it seems like a day maybe two days something like that oh okay well i was gonna suggest that they go check out that video but it seems they might not be able to but if you want to check out your periscope account is that at Adam Comp. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then you should get notified whenever I Periscope. Yes, so make sure to turn on the in-app messaging. And then I am also on Periscope. It is at Aaron Comp, and I don't really know what you would get from following me, but feel free to if you want to. Dude, you got to get on the Periscope bandwagon, I'm telling you. I feel like my life is not interesting enough. So you have animals. That's all you need. Yeah. Just point the camera at one of your cute cats and people will send you hearts. I like that. Right? I, d I definitely like the idea of hearts and karma. Yeah. In exchange for cute kittens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There are some people out there, all they want to do is look at cats, and they have no resource to do so anywhere on the internet. 
Uh, you know, and to tie these two threads together, I'm really disappointed we didn't uh, get any periscopes of those two dogs playing together yesterday. That was a really big missed opportunity on our part. Yeah, I thought about it, but I was kind of busy playing host. Hosting, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have a brief follow-up, right? Do do I? Do I have to <laughs> mention it? Yeah, I mean, we got to clear the air. All right, all right. Well, I would like to apologize to a one Chris Saka. Friend who, of the show, Chris yeah, Saka. Chris Saka, of course. Friend of all podcasts. You may know Chris from the uh, startup podcast over at Gimlet Media. He was featured in a couple early episodes, and Alex Bloomberg bombed a business pitch to Chris. That's how I first found out about him. But Chris also uh, invested in Periscope before it was acquired by Twitter. So he's a really, really a prolific periscoper periscope e so i uh i love following along his um advice he likes to walk around the beach like i mentioned in the last episode giving uh advice on the stock market and investing which is really interesting and on the last episode i erroneously referred to him as michael saka which is i mean i feel doubly dumb about it because i thought his name was chris um before the episode and then for some reason I don't know where I got this. I corrected myself, and I'm like, no, it's Michael Saka. So I repeatedly referred to Chris as Michael last week, and I do apologize sincerely. Uh, I'm glad we were able to clear the air. Don't you feel much better now? I do. I only recently started following Chris Saka, not Mike, but Chris Saka, after you mentioned him while we were recording last week's episode. But it is really cool, the things that he periscopes. He's hanging out on a beach with his kids, talking about investing things. And then later on that day, he's on a chairlift going skiing, which makes me think that California is some kind of impossible wonderland. It's true. Where you can be on the beach in the morning and then skiing in the evening. All of California is like some real-world Disneyland, like fantasy location mm-hmm. I, a friend of the show john demery actually have had has had his own beach to uh top of the mountain ski trip in the same day out in california it's just ridiculous the kind of weather they get they get to I'm, pick when they want snow and they get to pick when they want sunny beach weather i'm so jealous that's so cool <sighs> so good foreplay this week good yep, follow-up thank you what would what what's on the docket to be talked about this week so it's a little bit of a lull right now. There's a few interesting things coming up um, in TechDown. Uh, in the next month or so, we actually have the Apple Watch release in April. I think that's April 24th. And then later this week on Friday is actually the pre-order date for the new Apple Watch and actually uh, the release date for that new MacBook. But for right now, there's not a ton of for us to talk about on those topics. So I thought so it'd be kind of reading neat. between the lines. It sounds like you're saying that we're stalling for time, trying to come up with something interesting. Please don't hold it against us if this episode is boring. Well, we don't want to rush content, you know. We want to make sure every episode is uh, the best it could possibly be. So I don't want to deprive people of an excellent Apple Watch episode when it comes out because we already talked about it. You know, timing is important, Adam. Oh, I definitely agree. But I think that this episode is going to be our best episode of Tech Down yet. Why is that? Because every single episode we improve. Oh, that's true. We analyze, we execute, and then we reanalyze, and then we execute. 
Yeah, this is just another iteration of TechDown. There you go. We're at, we're running an agile shop over here yeah. in TechDown. And in this iteration, I thought it'd be pretty fun for us to talk about something that I think we've mentioned once or twice on the podcast, but never actually had a discussion about. And that is that you recently purchased a Fire TV. Is that correct? I did. A Fire TV stick. Oh, all right. All right. So the little guy. The little guy. Yeah. I plugged him into the television in my basement. And I've been trying to work out every day, either do a mile or two on the treadmill or lift weights or both. And I try to do that in the morning after I wake up. But the Fire TV stick uh, is exclusively what I've been using down there. And I use it for watching YouTube, watching like some video game casters, as well as a little bit of Plex. And my wife actually uses the Plex app on it quite a bit. Now, as we mentioned earlier, I was just over at your house yesterday and you spent or not you rather, but you set up your Apple TV in the living room to just be playing a playlist of the entire party, which was really nice. I was actually a little surprised thinking about it that you hadn't busted out the Fire TV. Is that something you can't do on the Fire TV? That is a really good question. I I, I mean, the real reason that I didn't do that is because I didn't think about it. I actually, I didn't set up any playlists. I have in the past gone to Spotify on my phone and then use that to airplay to Apple TV so we have music for parties. Um, And I was about to do that on Easter and then I thought to myself, does the Apple TV have a iTunes radio app that I could just use instead? And turns out it does. So I was able to use that app to select the top whatever 100 tracks on iTunes and play that as our Easter soundtrack. Maybe not occasion appropriate to playing a whole bunch of pop songs, but it gave us some good high energy background noise, I thought. And I'm sure that there that one of the strengths of the Fire TV is right, Fire TV. Yep. Is that you can there's an app store, so you can install apps, you can buy apps. And I'm sure that they have music streaming applications, but I haven't used it for that purpose yet. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I think Amazon has their own streaming uh, streaming, <laughs> streaming subscription service, um, and it is uh, bundled in with your Prime subscription, so the same way you get access to their Amazon Studio you know, television content, I think you would also get access to their music service. So something to look into. I I assume that you have Amazon Prime. I do. And I actually, I use the hell out of Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, man. But even though, so I didn't even think that I could do music streaming. That makes sense because I think I've heard about that before, but I know that there are television shows that I can stream with Amazon Prime. And I, I know because they send me an email every other week hey, do you know that you can watch TV shows, blah, blah, blah. And I know they have that television show Transparency with Jeffrey Tambor that just won an Emmy because I saw them winning Emmys a couple months ago. And I still have not used my Fire TV for streaming any sort of television, uh, uh, you know, Amazon television. Yeah. Yeah, I actually really want to check out that Transparent show, too. I was uh, definitely interested. Love Jeffrey Tambor, of course, from uh, Arrested Development. So 
very interested to see uh, him in another role. And that it seems like it's a little more of a serious role, too. Yeah, I actually know very little about the TV show. I want to check it out, though. So, yeah, I, I mean, do you have any specific questions for me? Anything you're you're dying to ask you think the listeners might want to know? Sure. I mean, in my mind, what I really want to know is, can the Fire TV compete against and replace the Apple TV? So in my specific use case, our Apple TV is almost probably 98% of the time dedicated to Netflix playing. So have you had a chance to check out the Netflix app on the Fire TV stick? And if so, what do you think? So <laughs> the quick answer to that is I've actually not even logged into Netflix on the Fire TV stick. So I can't speak to how well that works. Mm, okay, Sorry. okay. But you did actually touch on something a little earlier, which was a definite plus for the Fire TV stick that the Apple TV does not have, and that is a app store where you can go and download apps for the Fire TV. Had you had a chance to download any third-party apps or first-party apps from that app store? Yes, I did. I downloaded the Plex app. I think I had to pay like five bucks something something along those lines, in order to be able to use the Plex app, which lets me play TV shows and movies that I've downloaded and am hosting on my laptop. Actually, it's on my network-attached server, but my, my lap, like it looks like a hard drive on my laptop. So yeah, Plex. And the day that I got it, I was playing around with downloading a bunch of games and apps just to try out what the process was like. Um, I, I know that I got Flappy Bird and tried that a couple of times. I've, I was never a, a Flappy Bird fan, though. I think it was Flappy Bird, but... Yeah, and that actually, um, you reminded me of something, which is that the Fire TV has an optional controller that you can buy from Amazon and you can use to play different games, like you mentioned Flappy Bird, for instance. But it does come with a more standard controller, which has, a, I think, a couple buttons, maybe one or two. And so that actually seems like the kind of controller you could get by playing a game like Flappy Bird with. Is that how you played it, or did you connect a phone or something like that? No, I used the remote control the standard one that came with it which you know flappy bird is basically one button anyway yeah yeah natural fit yeah so it worked flappy bird is kind of a meh game and i I suck at it so i maybe spent a minute or two playing It, it wasn't super noteworthy but so that brings me to a point that is something that i love about the fire tv which is the remote controls, you do not have to point it at the television or at the stick in order for it to interpret your button presses, which oh, is man. super cool. That's so nice. Yeah, it must be using like Bluetooth or wireless. I know the Apple TV uses IR, and that's very directional, so you have to be pointing your remote at the uh, Apple TV itself unless you're using something like the Apple TV app, which Mary Beth and I end up using a lot. Yeah, it's so cool being able to just point it wherever you want and have it accept your button presses. The only thing that sucks is that my television remote uses infrared. So what I need to do when I go downstairs to work out is pick up my television remote, point that at the TV, and turn it on, and then set it down, and then pick up the Fire TV remote 
And at that point, I can start to point it in any direction. But I've already gotten used to pointing things at the TV. So I don't even, like, I point the Fire TV remote at the TV without even thinking about it, even though I don't need to. So what they really need to do is invent a television remote that will allow me to not have to point it at the TV. But I think it's a really cool technology, and hopefully all remotes are able to do that in the future. Yeah. Get on it, Apple. But, so, that brings me to my next point about the Fire TV stick, which is, it is seriously super-duper laggy. Oh, yeah? Like, I can't believe how laggy this device is. So you mentioned that you use the YouTube app a lot. I'm going to imagine these streaming-type services are really uh, the spots where it lags the most, or is it just, like, in the general UI? Yeah, just navigating the menus, for the most part, is... Like, unacceptably laggy. And especially once you are used to Apple's devices, which tend to not have a whole lot of lag, it is just kind of ridiculous. And so, even though I don't have to point the remote at the television or in any particular direction, I will often have the remote by me, hit a button, like I want to pause a YouTube video, and I have time to think to myself, wait a minute, Well, so I'll hit the button, nothing will happen on the screen, and I'll have time to think, wait, do I actually need to point the remote at the TV? No, that's not how this works. Maybe I didn't hit the button all the... Oh, there it goes. Oh, man. Like, it is like a multi-second delay some of the time, which is very painful. Yeah, super noticeable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, that's a disappointment. I did get the impression online that... Uh, between the two, the Fire TV and the Fire TV Stick, clearly the Fire TV would be a little beefier hardware-wise, and I wonder if the UI has the same lag issues that the Fire TV Stick does. I mean, how much? What was the sticker price of that? It's like thirty-nine bucks, something like that. Yeah, I think I paid about forty for it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's really the biggest drawback. A lot of the time when I'm trying to stream videos it will it, it'll start to show a progress indicator like in the middle of watching a youtube video it'll show a progress indicator and i have no recourse to get it to fix itself or i'm just kind of hitting buttons blindly trying to go back to menus to try to get it to to fix but uh it it, it doesn't very often and that could be the youtube app that could be something server side it could be the stick running out of memory. I'm not really sure, but it's definitely annoying. And I'll say that, yeah, so my use case for the Fire TV stick and my Apple TVs, which I have two of, is basically the same. I watch things on Plex, I watch things on YouTube, and on my Apple TVs, sometimes I watch things on Netflix. So I do a lot of video streaming and I will say all the YouTube that I watch on the Apple TV, I very rarely encounter streaming issues. And so for all of its faults, I've all of the Apple TV's faults, I've, uh, you know, come to expect a good YouTube streaming experience and the Fire TV stick does not give that to me. Yeah, that, that's really disappointing because like five years ago or so, maybe a little longer, you could kind of expect YouTube to be sluggish on certain devices, especially ones that are using Flash, so like early Android devices. You, it kind of comes with the territory. 
I mean, it's 2015, and YouTube is pretty phenomenal no matter where you go now, so it, it'd be pretty disappointing if uh, on the Fire TV it's just like a noticeably worse YouTube experience, which definitely sounds like the case. Yeah. You know what else is weird with the YouTube app? Uh, you think YouTube and you think the icon for YouTube? Can you picture it in your head right now? Yep. What color are you seeing? Uh, I'm seeing red and white. Yeah, exactly. On the Fire TV, for whatever reason, the app is blue. Mm, yeah, that's that's really weird. The icon is solid blue with white text that says YouTube. It almost makes me think that some kind of third party made it, and it wasn't and Google. Google didn't even make the icon? Yeah, or mm. maybe they didn't make the entire app. I, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Yeah, that actually reminds me of a little bit of a tangent, but uh, the uh, Apple Watch is about to come out, and a bunch of third parties have showed previews of what their apps will look like running on the Apple Watch, one of which is Instagram. And so they have a brand new icon that they're featuring next to their preview on the uh, Apple.com website. I don't know if you've had a chance to check this out, but it is not the iOS 6 icon that we all know and love and kind of hate sometimes. And it is uh, bright blue, like kind of that's what uh, reminded me. You mentioned that the YouTube icon was blue. And it is um, more or less the shape of the existing icon. But it is just so, um, so (laughs) strange. I don't know. Like I've always wanted them to change the icon. And now I see one that fits in with the iOS 8 aesthetic. Um, You know, it, it definitely works well on the Apple Watch. And it's probably only a matter of time before something that looks like that gets transferred over to the iPhone and other uh, Instagram um, platforms. But it is just so strange when, uh, when like, one, one platform has a different icon than uh, the rest of, uh, you know, an app on different platforms. Uh, did you get a chance to look that one up? I'm looking for it. I don't see the Instagram icon. Ah, uh, there we go. Oh, uh, look at that. Yeah, the blue with the white white camera. Right, yeah, they finally upgraded the app, but it's not on the phone. So are they, oh, they're not carrying this over to the phone? Yeah, that's actually a good question. A lot of apps are rolling out Apple Watch support already, and I'm sure Instagram's one of them. And I wonder if that's the case, that Instagram updated their app icon. Nope. <laughs> Last updated today, it's the old icon. So... I think this is actually really interesting because Instagram Inc. has three applications on the App Store right now. Yes. And one is the Instagram app that we all know, right? Yep. They also have Hyperlapse, which they put out a year ago, maybe two years ago now. I I actually think it was way less than that. I think it was like uh, October. No. Well, whatever. (laughs) And then the third one's way newer, right? Is that Filters? Is that what it's called? It's called Layout. Layout, that was it. But so the icons for Hyperlapse and Layout actually have a theme to them that I think is awesome. Hyperlapse is a, a circle, and around the circle, it's like a rainbow of colors, which is cool and distinctive and simple but still noticeable, and I like it a lot. And then with Layout, they did basically the exact same icon, but they made it a square, which layout lets you take a whole bunch of your square Instagram photos and create like a collage. So kind of makes sense. Um, So I was hoping that when I looked at the new Instagram icon that you were talking about, that it would be some kind of a rainbow shape 
like maybe a rainbow triangle, something like that. But no, it is a white camera on a blue outline or on a blue background. Yeah, I do actually really like the hyperlapse and the layout icons. I think they look pretty good, but they don't jibe at all with the uh, Instagram icon that we've all come to recognize. Well, but so wait, the Instagram icon does actually have a rainbow. Right, yeah. Yeah, it does. That's true. In the upper left corner, there's a little band of four colors, I think. So there's a little bit of cohesion, I guess, if you want to call it that, but... Still, I think the the main app needs a little bit more love, or the main app icon yeah. needs oh, more yeah. love. Drop shadows and reflections. I mean, I, I would like to see it, you know, the iOS 8, iOS 7 or 8 or probably 9 by the time we get <laughs> an updated app icon on Instagram, kind of matching the platform a little bit more. Because I know there's quite a few comments I've seen on Twitter just like, ah, I can't have this on my front page. It looks horrible. There's some people who take that really seriously. I actually don't end up being much of an Instagram user day to day, so it's not on my front page anyway. Hmm. Yeah, I got my hangups, but I can tolerate a uh, an app icon that doesn't exactly look like it follows the iOS seven slash eight aesthetic. Yeah. Can can I um go back just a little bit? I want to Dude, it's your show. You can do whatever you want. Oh, all right. You're hosting this week. Yeah. So, uh you mentioned the annoyance that you had with your Fire TV stick and your uh, remote control for your television. How you had to point your IR remote at the television to power it on and probably change the volume and stuff like that too. And one of the coolest features that I discovered for my PlayStation 4, and like not even right when I got it, like a year later, um, was that there's a setting buried deep in the options on the PlayStation that will turn on your television when you wake up the console. So all I have to do to turn on my PlayStation and my television is just press the PlayStation button on the controller. No way. That is so cool. And that is awesome. Like it is every time. It takes a little longer than I would like, but I just love... You know, it's one of those this is the future moments that I love so much where it's like both things responded. So Hashtag as, as, the future. The future. So as soon as I can get it to control volume also, that would just be amazing. I can't wait to throw out all these extra remote controls. I don't believe in universal remotes because that's just one more remote. Well, if you had a Xbox One, you could just use your voice, right? Yeah, and that was what I was going to suggest to augment your Fire TV setup in your basement with, but... I guess that's a little bit <laughs> more than you are looking to spend. Yeah, exactly. It it doesn't exactly. It does a lot more than I need it to. Yeah. The Xbox One. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for the time being, I think the Fire TV Stick is fine. I am super interested in the rumors that Apple is devoting significant time and energy to updating the Apple TV for this summer. Presumably for WWDC, they would make some kind of announcement. But if I had to make a choice right now about which kind of, what do you call these things? Set-top box puck? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, let's go with pucks. I like that. Yeah, set-top pucks. If I had to make a choice, recommend one to a friend right now, I would definitely recommend the Apple TV. Even though it's like what three years old at this point yeah i know they're at that point where instead of updating it they're just dropping the price 
So, In fact, I am actually thinking about maybe because I have two Apple TV twos, so I'm thinking about maybe selling one of them on eBay and getting a three for my 1080p TV. Yeah, yeah, I think that would probably be a good idea. But then potentially I have to replace it in three or four months once Apple shows me the thing that obsoletes the thing that I just bought and that you've been holding out for. <laughs> I know. But that's the surefire way to get Apple to upgrade something, right? Oh, that's you true. just buy the current gen, and then a month or two later, they are bound to release something new that replaces it. Yep, yeah, you're all welcome, because I bought that iPad 3, and so they came out with the 4 and the iPad mini like nine months later. <laughs> Did that really happen? Yeah. Oh, yeah, trust me, I remember it. <laughs> oh, my God. Day. Friend of the show, Adam Johnson, also got an iPad 3. Yeah. Which was, that was the first one that had the retina screen? Yep. And so it was actually thicker than the iPad 2. Yeah. And the battery was shorter. Yep, and it had a 30-pin connector. Yeah, that was it was great at the time, but oh man, yeah, looking back, it's it's a uh... And was it 9 months that it was the newest hottest thing? I feel like it was even shorter than that. It was pretty short. Definitely less than a year. I know yeah. that. And I remember not only did they put out a better version of my iPad, they put out a smaller one too, and I was like both of these new iPads are better than mine. <laughs> well, thanks for taking the hit for yeah, the rest of us. Yeah, it's all right. You're going to return the favor with this Apple TV. There you go. Yeah, definitely. All right, so you heard it here, folks. If you need a set-top box, if you need a puck, yep. go with the Apple TV. Well, but have you played around with the Roku at all? I thought that you had a Roku. No, no, no Roku. No you Roku it. here. No Roku? Yeah. The Rock You. The Rock You. No, no, I have not played with it, actually. You have any experience? No. I hear good things, I guess, but I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe it's your turn to buy one of these new things and try it out for a little while and then tell us what you think. Oh, yeah. It's not like you have a wedding coming up that you have to buy stuff for. No, not at all. Let's just call it a wedding present to myself. I'm sure Mary <laughs> Beth will buy that. I actually think uh, they were talking about the Roku on the newest Accidental Tech podcast. Uh, maybe I was wrong about that. Maybe it was the talk show. But basically that it didn't live up to uh, everybody's hype. Because I guess that is the one that a lot of people in the circles we travel recommend if you don't want an Apple TV. So it was a little disappointing to John Syracuse, I think, that the Roku didn't quite perform. Right. Well, I mean, what does perform adequately, according to John Syracuse, right? Oh, MacBook Pro from like 10 years ago. MacBook Pro? Oh, Mac Pro. A Mac Pro? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, get it right. I actually, I cannot adequately express how excited I am for the potential of a new Apple TV. Like, my expectations are so high. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can't even tell you how excited I am. You know, it was interesting to me because that enthusiasm, actually I was surprised because I align myself more with that enthusiasm, that I'm ready to see like a revolutionary new uh, product out of Apple in this category. Like I'm, I've am i seen, you know, incremental updates of the Apple TV hardware and software um, for the last couple of years leading up to uh, the version we have right now. But I was surprised to see Marco on Accidental Tech Podcast just saying how uninterested he was in any Apple TV going-ons right now. And I thought that was a little strange because Apple is so good about 
kind of, uh, you know, when you get a product of Apple's, they kind of like bring you into the fold. So it's like, oh, you have an iPhone. Well, that'd work a lot better if you had a Mac or, you know, you have an iPod and, you know, oh, that would work great with CarPlay. It's just like they want to get you into the ecosystem. So I can't imagine that Apple would release an Apple TV product that doesn't feed in extremely well to the existing ecosystem to a point where it's crazy desirable. So I am ready to be wowed because I just assume that in 2015, whatever Apple puts out is going to talk to my iPhone, an iPad, an Apple Watch, you know, a ton of different things. And I would love to see what they can do with that. So even though I can't picture it myself, I know that there's a ton of really cool possibilities out there. And the fact that there's a landscape right now that can be improved upon so much, like there's a lot of low-hanging fruit. Yeah. That makes it seem like something that Apple could really introduce something that knocks our socks off. So how about you predict right now, what are we going to see first, an Apple TV or an Apple car? Oh my God, the the Apple TV, of course. In fact, I'll go so far as to say I feel reasonably confident that we will, when we get a new Apple TV, it will be this summer at WWDC and it will have an app store and allow you to run third-party apps. All right, I'm writing that down for future claim chowder. And it will have a unified search for finding content. So if you want to watch Fight Club, you can go to a place and search Fight Club, and then you can make the decision from there whether you want to watch it on your Plex or your Netflix or iTunes movies, etc., etc. That sounds amazing. Right? Is it, is it actually a television or is it just a set-top no. box? It's a new it's a it's a puck still, not a television. How about the and remote? I will even go out on a limb. Maybe this is less going out on a limb, but it will uh integrate with Siri also. Yeah, I I would definitely expect that, especially with how much the Apple Watch leans on Siri for input. Yeah, it seems like they got the voice to text slash server-side communication thing really figured out with Siri. So I would expect that to come over. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man, I wrote it down. Uh, April yes. 6th, Adam says, WWDC 2015, we're going to get a brand-new Apple TV set-top box with unified search. Any other bold predictions to make while we're uh, while we're at it? What, did you get App Store in there? Oh, App Store, yeah, don't miss that. Don't miss that. What about uh, input? You mentioned Siri. Yep. And then sure. how about a new remote? Yep. And is this one going to be directional? You can point it willy-nilly. You can point it in 360 different degrees. That's it is right. A, it is a revolutionary new product. <laughs> With our previous remote, you could only aim it in a 10-degree angle of interpretation. Our clients loved it. But, we, <laughs> but we've improved upon that by a factor of 36. We call it the Apple Remote 360, and we couldn't be more excited. We think it's going to revolutionize remote controls. Crazy applause. (laughs) Standing ovation. (laughs) Tim Cook's pumping his fist. Yep. (laughs) It's going to be great. Oh, man. I can't wait for WWDC. So what do I get if I win with my predictions? What do you get if you win? Um, I'll buy you a new Apple TV. Oh, fantastic. It, basically, if they introduce any sort of new Apple TV, it is an Insta-buy for me times three. 
like as long as it's not super expensive yeah because i have three television sets right right as long as it's not like if it's two hundred dollars that multiplied by three that gets hard to swing but if it's like a hundred bucks i might buy three of those one for each tv so you're not buying the apple tv edition (laughs) (laughs) my gold-plated apple tv (laughs) (laughs) oh that's Kind of a genius idea. Yeah, I wonder if it would actually come in different colors. Well, Probably not. I mean, Apple's made that move into the luxury market, you know? Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Or rather, I would be surprised if this was the only foot that they put into the market, you know? Maybe not an Apple TV that's gold, but I don't know, maybe like an iPhone or something like that. Who knows what the future holds? I actually wonder if they might go the same direction that the fire tv went and have it just be a stick oh that just yeah okay chrome then the color doesn't even matter yeah yeah good point you know what else really sucks about the fire tv getting back to that for a minute you think it's just a stick and you plug it into the hdmi port right yeah but it also needs power and the hdmi port does not supply i guess it supplies power but not enough Mm. And so, yeah, it's actually like a power cord that runs to your HDMI slot on your TV, and there's like a USB stick in there. Oh, so it's okay. a little bit more complicated than just plugging in a thing into your HDMI adapter. Yeah, the Chromecast is similar to that. I did have one of those for a moment. Yeah. All right, so we'll say for now the Apple TV is the top dog. Is that, that fair? 100%, yes, despite its shortcomings. Yeah, and and brand new hardware coming uh, in June this year. So w- can't wait for that. Look forward to the Tech Down episode, recapping that. It's my lock of the week. All right, I like that. Take your money to Vegas. All right, so Adam, I think we should wrap this one uh, up. How about you? We can wrap it down. Wrap it down? That's what we do on Tech Down. That's right. All right, so I am available on Twitter if you want to see what I am up to throughout the week. I am at Aaron Comp. Please follow me. That would be fantastic. Well, I'm not going to beg, but if you'd like to, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Comp. Also at Adam Comp on Periscope, where you can find streams of my cute animals. Yep, yeah, and pre-Tech-Down recording uh, Periscopes. Right, yeah, maybe I'll make it, yeah, that's how we're going to start up the shows from now on right yeah so get a little peek behind the curtain all right cool all right one last note we would really appreciate any itunes reviews uh you would be able to fill out as our loyal viewership um so please go to itunes put in tech down podcast subscribe to that show and then leave a five-star review or less if you want yeah I wasn't going to beg before but I'll beg now I'm begging you to go and leave reviews on itunes for us Please and thank you.